Hello, hello, and welcome to the 44th episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your host, NBC Paul, and I beat Demon's Souls using only my toes. With me this week is Katie, who absolutely destroyed Bloodborne with the power of love and friendship. Yep. How you going? How's it going, Katie? Unicorns and rainbows, baby. Unicorns and rainbows all the way. Also with me, of course, is Dan, yep. who absolutely wrecked the classic Battletoads by using a pair of chopsticks, drumsticks, and regular tree sticks that were all tied to his forearms. How'd that, how'd that go? It went well. The uh, fucking motorbike level, though. Yeah, that right? That's crap. always a challenge. Yeah. It's always but a past challenge. past that, it was smooth sailing. There you go. Kent would be here, but he is currently absolutely demolishing Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 at the same time using only butterfly kisses on his PS4 controller. <laughs> so talented. You, yeah. yeah. It's a, a, it's a little weird to watch. But yeah, a little, a little weird to watch, but you just turn off the camera, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it sounds just solid. And Leonard would also be here today, but he can't because he is currently doing a no-hit run in Cuphead while... Spinning in circles, standing on his head, one-handed, hopping up and down, and blindfolded at the same time as being on a, in a coma. So now that we've had 44 episodes, is this your version of Midlife Crisis? Or? You know what? It might be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing today? You guys doing good? We're doing so good. good. That's so good. So great. You guys yeah. got your alcohols, you got oh, your food yes. in you, it's or, nice. Um, water. Yes. It's water. Mm. Yes. If this that. gets on YouTube, it's water. It's not alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta keep that rating down. Of course. Uh, yeah, so we're going to, of course, today talk about what we've been playing. We've always started the show that way. And then we're going to get into news, and there's a couple of doozies in the news section. But our big topic of this episode with the three of us, the classic, is get good scrub. The get good culture of video games. Get good. Yeah, definitely the midlife crisis. Shut up. <laughs> Am I phrasing this right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I hip? Oh. Am I hip? Can I still use that word? They, they still use that, right? Yeah. GG? Yeah. Anyway. So, I'm going to start with what we've been playing, because it hasn't changed much. Uh, I tried a little bit of Outward, but I kind of want to touch on Outward during our Get Good segment. Um, but, of course, I've been playing more of The Sims, and I'm building more houses in The Sims, and it's making me happy. You are not helping that midlife crisis. You know what? The reason I'm playing The Sims is because of Apex. Apex gets me all flustered and, like, all wound up, and then I just turn on The Sims, and I'm like, ah. Relaxing. It is so relaxing to just place little couches and little rugs and make sure you're... Play with your dollhouse. Yeah, play with my dollhouse. I'm just playing with my dollhouse. That's totally okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. That's a healthy and therapeutic way to deal with stress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sims. Exactly. Get good. I don't know that <laughs> you have to really life. get good in Sims, yeah. but it's <laughs> or, fine. Or get an expansion. Uh, yeah. Get an expansion, yeah. Get money. They were on sale, and I was like, oh, should I get an expansion? Oh, all right. <laughs> and then the moment <laughs> that I was like, I'm going to get an expansion, they went off sale, and I was like, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Once something's <laughs> gone off sale, you can no longer buy it. Yeah. 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 Basically. It'll yeah. never go on sale again. Nope. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been playing anything else? Uh, Yeah, other than Outward, no. Yeah. And Apex. Uh, Apex outward. Well, Apex yeah. is fun. It, I, it's I still like the game. Uh, I got a brand new controller, so I'm trying that out. And Dan, uh, you could talk about yours in a little bit. Mine is um. the Astro 
uh, C40. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a great controller that mm-hmm. Katie got for me for my yeah, birthday. You're I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's a great controller. It it is weighty. It's the equivalent, I would say, to uh, the Elite Xbox controller. Elite controller, but for PlayStation yeah. and PC. Um, yeah, it feels good in the hands. You can change the uh, the sticks to be offset or not, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to using that more often. But right now, I've I've only had like an hour with it. So, anywho, Dan, cool. What are you doing? Um, so I've been playing a lot of Apex, but we'll get on to that. Yes, we will. Um, I picked up Sekiro. Ah. And I will get on to that in a little bit again. I know there's right. a lot of like, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a short segment. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Katie's uh, Destiny Corner is going to take yeah. up most of it. Um, yep. But once I'll, when I'll talk about that, yeah. this will explain a little bit. So when getting frustrated with that, playing on Apex, when getting frustrated with that, mm-hmm. which we'll get on, I hop on Anthem. Okay. Um, Anthem <laughs> is still good, but oh boy, there's still <laughs> some bugs. So right, I, there was there yeah. was a big one that that dropped that like made everyone real ha- unhappy. Well, it's just everyone's pissed off about everything. Yeah, that's um, true. yeah. So the issue was it was a drop issue with the boss. Yes, and right. Yeah, and it got hot fixed, so it is fixed, but it doesn't mean the game is working 100. Cool. Um, yeah. percent To give you an example, like there's uh, an objective to do like six you know world missions or uh-huh. public events yeah i did all six for an unlock and i went and checked said i only did three of them i was like fuck you no that <laughs> that is a common occurrence in bioware games yeah. uh i will say um there there's definitely a couple of times in mass effect and i think even in kotor where you know i had completed a mission yeah, and it was like, like nah. you didn't complete the mission yeah. so you're not getting the achievement uh but we'll, we'll continue I was like, well, wait, no, I want to yeah. go back. I want to get that achievement. I want to, uh, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so many things. Like, I have uh, a trophy that I unlocked on a different profile, which is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever had happen. That's um, good. Yeah, so I have a trophy. It's good a that these things that I are still affecting in. your PlayStation. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. That is probably the most comforting part of this discussion, yeah. is that things in Anthem are still affecting your actual <laughs> console. That's good. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, that, that is weird. That's I want weird to diverge one. from this timeline. <laughs> yeah, so. But at least you're having fun with it, yeah, right? Yeah, so Anthem is relaxing. Yes. Because it's it's very much It's the, l- It's a looter shooter. Looter yeah, shooters yeah. are just, by nature, once you kind of get the hang of them, they're just relaxing. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I'm moving up, you know, the, the difficulties, and so it's it's entertaining. Good. But, you know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, is there a word for raid? Like, uh, are they doing raid in uh, that game? They are... Cataclysm. Cataclysms. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Giddy. Um, see, I keep up. I may not like it, but I keep up because <laughs> I want to like it. There you go. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw recently uh, the E3 preview of that game, mm-hmm. uh, and it reminded me that there's, like, uh, intense weather systems and stuff. Yeah, is that cool? That's going to be part of the category. Yeah, I was going to say there's not yet, okay. which kind of annoyed me that they. I did not know that. Presented it. Yeah. That know, that effect know. is part of the cataclysm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what a cataclysm. Uh, is. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it, right? You and well, me, and we've done. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying we've done we've done our part. Yeah. Now it's Katie's time to, to go into the into the destiny. Yeah. Corner. I have a PC now. Right, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. All right. the Thank you. Join I the have master joined race. the Master Race yes. all over again. Yes. Your uh, your initiation will begin probably sometime. Yeah, then oh, you God. Get a membership card, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, dear. You get a membership card. Do it's I a really have nice to, laminated yeah. membership card. Do I talk shit on everybody online, right, immediately after that? Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But do yeah. I then have to introduce myself as, hi, my name is Katie. I play on PC. Yes. Uh, I play all my games on PC. 
Uh, I don't know because I'm a PC gamer. Yeah. Oh, do you know where you don't have those issues with Anthem? On PC. <laughs> like, uh, you also have to constantly ask uh, for frame rate. Yeah. Uh, oh, like what's how, the frame rate? Yeah, what's the frame yeah. rate? Uh, what's, you the, play that? Uh, what's the frame rate? Is that uh, 120, 60? <laughs> the 120? 30? No. God, I don't want to do this. So you want 144? <laughs> 144? I have uh, a garbage monitor. I can't even like, <laughs> I can't even fake it. I can't even be like, mm, how many hurts? Like, because I, I don't even know how many hurts mine is. So I'm like, I think uh, like. I think it's I think 65. It's, no, I, yeah, it might be 60. I can't remember. Something anyway. super low. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've, I've got PC. Nice. I really like it. And you've started, uh, I assume you've started a brand new game that you've never tried before on PC. <clears throat> Yeah, we cool. all know the answer to that. No, the answer okay. is no. Um, of <laughs> course, I played Ark. Destiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to Ark. I've decided to abandon Destiny altogether. This go. is now the Ark. So you've corner. seen the light. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I get it because Guardians light. Anyway. Oh, there was a joke in there. Anyway. Um, wow. <laughs> Your jokes are so bad. Okay. Right. You got to recognize a good one. <laughs> uh, so, how is Destiny on Oh, my uh, God. PC? Okay. I will admit, I was one of those, like, okay, the game is totally different on PC. Mm, okay, sure. It's not that different. No, right. it's that different. It really is. It really is. It, it's much snappier. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Everything runs so smoothly. In fact, after playing, like, almost four days, like, Almost straight because I had two of those days off work, so yeah. that's all I did. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I went to my PS4 to log in to do my invitations of the nine, and I was just running in the tower, and I was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> "Where am I going?" <laughs> I felt like a drunk person, like awkwardly, like, "Wait, do I yeah. hold on?" Everything yeah. seems slower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, PC has been always been a premium experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and you pay. You pay for that experience. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. But I will say, like, it does feel like this was what Destiny was meant to run on. If Destiny had been released initially on PC and then gotten more traction as a PC-based right. game, as opposed to a PS4 game, I think it would have a slightly better reputation, especially among the masses. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, every game is made on well, a PC. And yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Right. I mean, made for the PC. Right. No, I, I see yes. what you're I saying. I will say, I mean, Anthem's probably not the best example for this, but no. it's one of those things where I'm like, launching on PC is not always the best idea. No, yeah. What, yeah. I, what I mean yeah, yeah, is... Yeah. is um, like because the 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 general public on PC is accustomed to PC type games, which generally means MMOs, yeah, yeah, they, World of Warcraft things, and like strategy that. games. Exactly. Simulators. So so I feel like if Destiny had been more of a PC oriented game to start with, they would have had an easier time shifting into that MMO uh, aspect oh, yeah. that they're right. leaning heavily into now. Right. Um. Because console market, of course, has always been more casual. Yeah. It's always it's been just, the Call it's of Duty. Bungie's history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Halo and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that said, it, it is absolutely a gorgeous experience. And awesome. I have had more like wow moments on PC Destiny than, yeah. than I did on yeah. console. I'm even genuinely jealous. No, yeah, it is it is actually gorgeous. I would highly recommend it. Because because I have a beefy computer, but it's not beefy for gaming. Games, yeah. It's it's beefy <laughs> for like editing and things like that. So it's it's, it's yeah. a different yeah. kind of thing. I but just need to expend like another five hundred dollars and then have a good gaming PC. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, same thing. I I think it's uh, seven hundred dollars for the graphics card that I want. Yeah. And then yeah, I'd have a pretty good uh, gaming PC. I'd still have the wrong yeah, uh, processor for it. Oh. No, I I have plenty of RAM. So much RAM. All of the RAM. Um, but the processor itself is is good for uh, processing. It's not great for... Gaming. For gaming. No. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Um, okay, so you've been playing Destiny now for, what, a week-ish? Yeah, a, a week. A little under a week. Um, how, how, do you, how do you 
Where are you? She's done. Um, with She's <laughs> done with no, I'm pretty pretty close though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it's been really interesting. I actually commented on uh, on Twitter about it and had a brief discussion uh, with someone about it. But basically, I was like thinking going into Destiny Two, like this far into the life cycle of Destiny Two, basically as a brand new player, right? Um, was both very therapeutic and very stressful because like. On the one hand, like growing from the ground up is very rewarding because like I know exactly what to do. I know how to level up. I know the most efficient method to get this stuff done, which my method is always like just be over leveled as shit. Yeah. Um, I didn't use a single like I didn't use the boost um, because mama didn't raise no quitters. Um, I'm not a giant baby (laughs) and it is not hard. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) But it is not hard to level up in Destiny. Even true. Yeah. So it's like it just takes time and knowing where to go. And yeah. And it's not even just like, oh, just do all the milestones. It's like, well, no, you can do other things. Like I opened every region chest on every planet before I moved on to the next one. Right. Which is time consuming. But that jumped me up. Yeah, Lots of levels. It's efficient. It's efficient. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, you get done pretty quick, and like doing public events, like as annoying as they are, just get it done. You don't even have to make it heroic. And like, yeah. there's honestly not that much of a difference. Yeah, it's like um, knowing the straightest line between yeah. two points. Like exactly. Yeah. So like that that has been nice. Uh, the really stressful thing is remembering like all the shit I'm gonna have to do to get the guns that I really love. Right. Um, Ace of Spades. I'm gonna have to. Like, go into Gambit with only a hand cannon and only kill things with hand cannons, which my current hand cannon collection is kind of shitty. <laughs> um, so I'm not looking forward to that. Whereas on PS4, I had, like, a myriad of options right. to go into ga- uh, Gambit with a hand cannon for. Um, and then to get the Malfeasance, I'm going to have to grind a lot of Gambit, <laughs> probably solo, hope that I get the meatball, hope my team is efficient enough to kill it. Yep. Um, I don't have Orpheus rigs, so I can't run Tether as efficiently as I did before. Right. So I've been forced to use other supers, which is both good and bad. I've finally gotten pretty good with Golden Gun. There you go. Um, I yeah. bet keyboard yeah. mouse helped. Yeah, mouse. Yeah, that, that has helped. I'm still working on getting good with keyboard mouse. It yeah, is, it's, it is it's a, a struggle. World. It yeah. confuses my hands sometimes because I'm like, left, left. Nope, I'm going right. <laughs> this is where I'm going now. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about how you hold it. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like where yeah, you, you got to like uh, get your hand to land in the same spot over and yeah. over and yeah. over again. Yeah, I also have to learn part. the hotkeys. Like it's it's a right. whole different world. Right. I figured and out it's movement. A, it's a basic keyboard. It's not like you have crazy math yeah. going on. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It's a pretty well. I mean, it's a gaming keyboard. Okay. Like the the keys are raised. So there's uh, RSB or uh, <laughs> RSBs. There's, RSBs, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's RSBs. <laughs> RBGs in there. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Are, that are lighting and the yeah. there's also like the, the little thumb thingies on the the mouse. Right, there's right. the yeah. Nice. So I'm I'm just learning all of that, and it's a lot of like I figured out movement. Now it's movement and shooting <laughs> that I'm struggling with. Right. So, but yeah, it it's it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Actually, Dan, speaking of that keyboard and mouse, yeah, did you want to talk about your experience with the <sighs> Hori Tech? Yeah, so well, Paul got the Astro C40. Yep, C40 TR tournament ready is yeah. what that fucking stint. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a case. Sure. Um, yeah, so I picked up one of those as well. But what I have been using for the last week is Hori's Tac Pro uh, M2, okay, M2 or whatever it's called. Sure which is the updated version. Um, so it is a nice piece, uh, PS4 keyboard and mouse. The issue with it So is, you're a cheater. No, yeah, sorry. I'm just a hardcore <laughs> cheater. I wanted to see, did this, you know, make me good? Yeah. Is this, you know, 
how all the pros are doing. Right. Yeah. 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 All the tryhards. Um, well, all the tryhards are really on PC, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the P- the tryhards that can't fully make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the try kind is. Yeah. <laughs> Coin that. <laughs> um, so it. So the issue with it is, it, I mean, it is a nice. I can definitely tell that my aim is like you know at least fifty percent just better. Yeah. Just because mouse is just so much easier mm. to track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I you know I grew up as a PC gamer. Yeah. Um, but since CS, shooters, man, not CS go. Yeah. CS 1.3, 1.2. Fuck yes. Yeah. Dust bunny hop your ass under the table. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bunny but, hops. Exactly. Um, but the issue with it is more in the keyboard side of things. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish I brought it because it really I kind of wish you brought it too. Yeah, I, I should have. Yeah. It's, it's the tactile level of it because it's an ergonomic thing that they designed for your hand. Mm-hmm. Except for much like gaming things, it feels like it almost was designed for younger gamers with small hands. Really? Which oh, makes, no. it, it's just because it has a, like a rest, uh, grip thing that you can extend on the back, but it can't push out far enough to actually rest your hand if your hand's too big, which it is right um you have man hands yeah exactly and the keys are a little bit smaller just like maybe 10 percent smaller than a regular key so you get these little adjustments it's like noticeable though isn't it yeah and then there's no space bar where the thumb would go yeah you were telling me that button that's on top of this like sidewall shelf thing Uh which is a little small button that you have to hit which makes your hand actually do I don't even know how to... It's like hitting on a mouse, like mm. these side buttons on a mouse, yeah, yeah. but on your left hand where your, your jump would be. So you're trying to do this kind of squeezing animation with your pinky trying to do like crouches or, or and running. And so it's like you're, you're in this weird level of just fighting this ergonomic mess. And it could just be because it's it's a completely different keyboard. Yeah. It's not an, like a keyboard. Because they it's honestly just, could have just made it half a keyboard. Yeah, which I fucking wish they did. Yeah. But instead, it's kind of like... Um, Flying like an alien spaceship. You're, you're like, here's right. the thing. Like, eventually you'll get it, but right now it's like, yeah. whoa! You're like, you're this like is not meant for my hand, ship. but it, I can try and get it. It sounds like they almost tried to make, like, tried to differentiate it from other keyboards and, like that. Yeah. And in doing so, they went for, like, the ergonomic balance, but it's it's hard to balance that for exactly. more yeah. than just a few hands. Like, yeah, and, and that's if your target audience is like, oh, this will make you better at Fortnite, then what What it's size true. hands are you going to make? Exactly. Like, Have yeah. you tried it with Fortnite? Because maybe that's what your problem is. You know, maybe I that did. is. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I should have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wondering what the Fortnite. dance buttons were for. Oh. Yeah. That, that's what it is, yeah. the dance yeah, macros. Yeah, you didn't see the little llama I was like, floss, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's not doing anything in Apex. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> so it's cool. It's gotten me better with aiming. Yeah. But I move like someone who's never used a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've noticed that you're pinging when you're trying to drop things. It you're, was pretty funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty I bad. Like, I walk into a wall and ping it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, jump. But I, I jump you're over. hitting your shots, almost every single yeah. one. You're hitting the shots that I would normally not hit. So. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really is night and day. Yeah, that's for cool. shooting movement on the other hand. Yeah. Like to all the other blueberries, you're just like this fucking mess of a pathway. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah, He's going to get us killed. <laughs> and then I destroy anyone who walks near me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if they're in your line of sight, they're dead. But like, yeah, as long your as poor blueberries move, are like, okay. what the hell? Yeah. That's so. hilarious. You know, th- I just realized that this is the first time uh, in 44 episodes that we've ever talked about like a review for accessories. 
for for games. And I've been maybe we should uh, no. Brand, all right, let's not. Anyway, so uh, needed, we just a lot road. of money. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that Holy we crap. don't have, That's Paul. True. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we are going to move on into the news section. Uh, I know Katie's corner, uh, Destiny corner, is technically not over because she has some news for us for Destiny. But I hope you all enjoy the break and uh, buy uh, whatever it is that I'm going to be selling you during the commercial. Hi everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood NPC Paul, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is very important to me. Well, I have a question, first off. Have you ever thought of starting a podcast of your own? When I was trying to get my podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I get sponsors to make money? Where do I find and put my podcasts onto, etc.? How do I make money from these podcasts? Well, every answer to all of my questions was right in front of my face, and I was disappointed in myself for not realizing it before. The answer is simple. It is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing my podcast and your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid for podcasts right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading these words in this ad. When I started off with Anchor, I also had a couple questions. But guess what? I sent one email out, and just days later, I had all of the answers I needed to get started on Anchor. Recording ads for Anchor was just as simple as I thought it was going to be, and just as lucrative. I'm really happy about it. So, if you want to get started making your own podcasts and making money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that is anchor.fm slash start and I cannot wait to hear what podcast you have welcome back everyone <laughs> and it's time for news but my news is at the end so I'm gonna let Katie carry over from her uh, destiny, destiny corner, corner. Into this destiny news. Okay, well, it's very serious because we, 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 Destiny Three is not going to have any PvP, you guys. What? No PvP in no Destiny PvP. Three confirmed. Thank God, I might come back. The game is dead. <laughs> Deadstiny. <laughs> no, okay. They got Shitty. my email. <laughs> you just sent a strongly worded email yeah. to Bungie, and that's why uh, two Excuse design like leads. No PvP. Uh, Dear Luke back. Smith, we met once. <laughs> you were not overly kind. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true, actually. Huh? Yeah. No, yeah, I know. That's, too yeah. bad. that's why I said it. Anywho, uh, so it's not going to have uh, PvP, and we're moving on, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so. Uh, Two people left from the PvP side of things, one of which is strongly attributed to be the reason Destiny 2 Year 1 was such a hot mess. Um, so I can't say that, like, although his work is deeply appreciated and we will always and forever respect him for what he brought. 
thanks, brought to Destiny. Um, he was responsible for the two primary system and putting yes. shotguns in heavy, which was a terrible idea. Doesn't belong. No, it doesn't. Uh, you, I think you brought up the point. You don't put shotguns and rocket launcher in the same goddamn yeah, you slot. You can't because that's stupid. Yeah. Because then you can't do the classic shotgun rocket launcher combo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also they're two different fields. You you use them for different reasons. So yeah. Right. You it's true. Kind of cut off your audience. And from... it's not like it's a game where like a quick swap is possible. You can't set up two different trip anyway. Like, yeah. 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 You, you you get what I'm saying. Uh, so they left. Uh, I'm sure on completely great terms. And there was no internet backlash whatsoever, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, no. So <laughs> because they left and because PvP has been largely, let's say it kindly, ignored for the last couple of seasons, um, a lot of people are immediately jumping to... Oh, and Trials isn't coming back. Right. Uh, immediate, people are immediately jumping to the conclusion that that means PvP is dead. They're not going to do anything with Crucible anymore. Going into D3, they're just going to... Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. And frankly, that is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, as yeah. much like... Excuse me. As God. much as Dan wants that to be true... No, I mean, I just know what they're going to do for Destiny 3 is Destiny Battle Royale. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to drop loot boxes. We're like... going to hop off the Traveler onto a ship. We're <laughs> 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 just going <laughs> to climb to the top of the Traveler and just jump off of it into the city. Yeah, and then we'll just have it all out. Yeah, yeah all right. why that not? Makes sense. Can you imagine, though, like a tether being thrown across the map, <laughs> just shooting you in the face? Wouldn't you be so angry? I would do it. Yeah, yeah you would. I would. I'd land that. Oh, shit. That's actually going to happen, isn't it? It's totally going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if I keep saying that, it definitely won't. <laughs> okay. I'll, but... I'll uh, email Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since you have such a great relationship mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. Yeah. You've been shaming <laughs> him like all this. these years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, a dick. <laughs> oh wow wow, wow. yikes Dan. wow he Big might yike. be listening right now i'm just saying sorry man. yeah sorry luke <laughs> but be nicer he can't yeah. he can't control himself <laughs> he's very passionate i mean that's uh, yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah but uh yeah i know it's it's really interesting to watch the destiny corner of like clickbait happen <laughs> no yeah i mean it, it's always hilarious like uh i don't know destiny like anthem had its its time in the sun to get hated um, every every game really does yeah. to some degree, uh, except if you're a perfect game like Red Dead, God of War, Last of Us, things like that. Oh, they <laughs> got plenty at of least some of those. Though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most of those don't get hated like these other games do. Yeah. But like Destiny has been the one that has just soaked in all of that hate and just let it fuel it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna move on from that. Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome. Dan, I think there's a game coming out or something that uh, people are talking about. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. Borderlands the, border the Remaster 1. Yes. Oh, that's okay. uh, the one everyone's so excited for. <laughs> yes, the remaster. Uh, yes, game it's launching the April 3rd. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. We did report last week, and I wanted to double check, so I did. And we did report last week that it was going to, it was rumored to come out on the Switch. It is not rumored to come out on the Switch. Sadly. Yes. Which is what I want, though. Yeah. Because I don't want to play Borderlands for a fourth time uh, on my console. I do. I'd like to play it, it on, on handheld, because why not? I'm so buying it. But yes, I would buy it on handheld, totally. I'd, I'd hell of buy it on Switch. And they have Doom and Wolfenstein. Why not Borderlands? Gearbox, what the fuck? 
What? I mean, Why do you hate Nintendo? Once so we much? find out on April third, maybe there will be more announcements. We don't maybe. know yet. Maybe it's true. We do not know. Right. But yes, the big news: Borderlands Three. Borderlands Three is actually, actually a been thing. shown off. Um, there's a lot of uh, video breakdowns on the trailers that have been yes. shown. The new classes, the new um, characters, the sure. billions of weapons, the new types of weapons, weapons with legs. Weapons with legs. I wonder if weapons have, um, like, you know, other arms. parts. Yeah. And then can we put, like, the guns together to get, you know, mecha arms? Yeah, can we? What you looking at? <laughs> I always ruin these segments. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> you keep looking back. It's yeah. freaking me out. Um, but, yeah, so... With all of that, um, I'm excited for Borderlands 3. Apparently, so if you actually saw some of the breakdowns of the trailers, there's a 10. There's uh, forget what, a 1, I think it was, uh, hidden on the walls, like these random numbers. And people are alluding to it being the release date. So October something. October 1st, October 3rd is what people are... Uh, Man, the internet has nothing better to do with its time. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Watch the trailers. <laughs> the breakdowns of the trailers are the best. There's so, literally every frame of that has been dissected. It is so cool. <laughs> Although there is some stuff that's like, oh, that could be hard hardcore true. So, so uh, little spoiler. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something and it's gonna get very pe- a lot of people angry. I don't like Borderlands very much. Oh God, you. The game mechanics are great. I love I love that. It is just an easy looter shooter. But literally everything else about the game drives me absolutely what? insane. What? Like what? Uh, the memes, the jokes, uh, the cell shading kind the of... The happiness? Like, no, it's not happy. There's not it's, enough grit in smoking people? No, it's like, not... <laughs> no, not enough cowboy hats? Like, what's going there's on, not enough Paul? cowboy hats. No, it's just not There's actually cowboy funny. hats in the game, by the way. It's not funny. Uh, I, I don't laugh. And it's just edgy. Like, it's... It's It's not rage weird... edgy, though. It's not no. rage edgy. No, it's a different kind of edgy, and it's still not okay kind of edgy, you know? Like, no, it's not I, I It's it not self-aware one. enough to be that edgy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just... It's still problematic. It's, I, I find it's humor funny. I'd enjoy it. You find it charming. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's, I never got into I, Borderlands. I find it as funny as a fart joke. Which I love funny. fart jokes. It can be funny once, but if you stretch that fart joke out example, into a nine-hour game or whatever, yeah, as long I'm as sorry, the fart jokes not. are different, they're not. None of the Paul, jokes you need are different. Friends, man, you need friends. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I, just, I think I, I think know. what really kind of put me off is that it didn't like look any different than any order other board. A lot of people were saying that same thing. Like yeah, it no, just kind of looks like an article set off a lot of people on that as well. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, I don't read Polygon. Good. <laughs> uh, no, if that's Polygon, but that's about it. Yeah. No, for me, it was like watching it. It's like my limited knowledge of Borderlands, having only played a little bit of one before I went. This isn't for me. This wasn't made for me. Right. This is not. Yeah. If you're yeah. like uh, someone who's followed Borderlands since the beginning, this is very much for you. This so, is a love letter to fans. So then no, you know that, that that the cover of Game Informer so many years ago with the original Borderlands. Uh, did not have the cell shading. It was a very yeah. It brown was the green. yeah gritty version. It's pretty much what Rage looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. okay. No, I remember. Here's yeah, what I would have wanted out of a Borderlands three from someone who doesn't like Borderlands. There we go. <laughs> but no, what I mean is like is from the art style. Like, I'm really gassy tonight. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> 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 looking at me, you know. 
and burpee. Come I'm on. Just saying, I'm just saying you don't have to say it. Is, is what I'm saying. Uh, well, I keep pausing. I have to explain. It's fine. Um, yeah. No. So, like, we've seen so many examples of cell shading done right in animation and all that. And just recently we saw Into the Spider-Verse. We saw how Into the Spider-Verse could combine different colors. And I'm not saying copy it tit for tat. I'm just saying, like... I saw examples of how color can be used in such a way that it, it doesn't just blend into the background. And the original Borderlands games for me, when I saw it, I was like, that's a really interesting art style. I understand that there's hardware limitations, graphical limitations that they would be set to um, for something this ambitious. So yes, of course, like the cell shading is its thing and these colors are going to be this muted because it's this kind of game in this kind of time. But then we saw the pre-sequel, which had more fun with all the colors, which had a little bit more flair, a different vibe to it, a little bit more spunk. It's like it's like the difference between Thor 1 and Thor Ragnarok. But then for Borderlands 3, they went back to Thor 1. And it's like, well, I'm I mean, this is so still based off their the eyebrows again. This is a little bit still based <laughs> off the trailers. I mean, there is yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's a, true. in certain parts, it's just not quite as it's, it's in just, your face. So. But at the same time, like saying like, oh, this is just trailers. Like, well, wouldn't you want in a trailer to show depending off? On, the depending on what they show. Because like in right. Borderlands 2, I there guess. are some very colorful areas, but they're like end game stuff. I guess. Like final boss fights. But that's what I mean. True. You don't have yeah. to seclude yeah. it to end game stuff. That's that's my yeah. argument there. I, like, yeah. I don't know. I just it looks really just. Boring. I, but I do think you know if somebody wasn't really into Borderlands, the colors isn't isn't going to sway them. If well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean the style might have swayed me. It might have interested me. I mean, the pre sequel kind of interested me, just because it was like, okay, this looks different. It doesn't look like just another Borderlands game. Yeah, but, but did you still play Borderlands pre sequel? No, I could never justify spending $20. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. But yeah, so Borderlands For 3 is released. And they're uh, with uh, Borderlands 1 being remastered um, and free DLC for Borderlands The Handsome Collection for Bardos. 4K upscaling and all that stuff. So yeah, Borderlands there we go. 3. And I will report more as we find out more. For sure. I can't wait. Uh, anything else? Any other news coming out that uh, um, people want to talk about? I don't know. Google something. Let's Google uh, Oh, right. Yeah, it's this thing that's going to get taken over by Stadia. Alta Vista. <laughs> so, yes, uh, in our brand sugar? new set, in our brand sugar? new people. Stevia. Uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta seg- segment this so that the listeners. Segment? Yes, we have to segment this. I think it's called Stadia. So that, yeah. the, <laughs> so that the listeners will have Sorry, like a place to stop their podcast, do something, Don't and then stop. come back. Just keep going. Wait, that's bad. No, it's, it's fine. As long as they've downloaded it, I'm fine with it. Anyway. So this is our brand new segment, Buried the Lead. Uh, I love it. Already. Shut up. Anyway, Kitty, can you go? Google Sleep. came out and said, we are going to destroy the gaming industry <laughs> by turning on a switch. And that switch is called Nintendo. Stevia. Nope. Stadium. Nope. Stod. I don't like Steven? this joke. I don't like this joke either. That's bad. <laughs> my Gary. light, my light joke was so much better. Yeah, it was so much better. <laughs> it's Stadia. You guys want to talk about Stadia for a little while? <sighs> sure, sure, I guess. I mean, here's can a we, question. Can we cut the jokes though? Can no. I raise my hand to ask a question, please? Katie is raising her hand for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. What? Uh, how does it help developers? <laughs> I was wondering that same thing. So, the one thing that they are saying, and let's just. This this is what Stadia is if you have been living under a rock for the past couple of weeks or you have Don't never care. looked at yeah. video games before and this is your first introduction into video games is our podcast. <laughs> Welcome God. to video games. 
Um, <laughs> so Stadia is a streaming service slash uh, online gaming platform. It's basically cloud-based game streaming. Yes. Cloud-based game streaming. Just think Netflix for video games. Sure. That's probably the easiest acronym. But not only can you play that video game on your big old TV, you can also play it on your big old phone or your big old laptop. Or toaster. Or toaster if the toaster has a screen. Or refrigerator because most refrigerators now have screens for some reason. So that sounds fantastic. Um, Why is it not good, though? Dan? I mean, it's... It's only an issue of uh, market in that it's going to require a lot of bandwidth. Oh yeah. Um. So they're they're touting that they can get uh, sixty frames a second, ten eighty, and they're touting that they can uh, get to one twenty get one twenty frames per second at four K. Yeah, and these are wonderful things that are probably produced in house or with a very controlled market on oh, yes. Google Fiber. Mm. Yeah, not with your roommates who are downloading you know four terabytes of whatever or watching Netflix or streaming yeah, exactly. Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Or we have streaming his own game for yeah. eight exactly. hours. Yeah, it's, it's going to be realistic bottlenecks within the you know the domestic market that's actually going to cause problems. But the reality is, this is. This is emerging market. This is not tech that we are necessarily ready for. It's the the PlayStation Three launch, the six hundred dollar console that not everybody can afford because it's launching right. a new, you know, a Blu-ray disc which is competing against the HD DVD, which may kill it, destroy the whole thing. You know, like we're in that kind of thing again with it. Right. We're in the end game now. <laughs> oh no! Shh, no spoilers. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. This is a brand new fledgling technology that I would love to see flourish. But the problem is, there is very little place. There are very little places on the planet that could handle this kind of bandwidth, mm-hmm. uh, and most of them are right next door to Google's headquarters. That's all they care about. It's true. Not and really. they <laughs> probably care about a lot of it. Yeah, that but, yeah. and their uh, stockholder's son's house. That's what they care about. Um, which is fine. That's I get it. It's business. Definitely t- dip your toe into this market, uh, Google, because we need your internet. Give us all of your internet. We need your servers, and you are touting that you guys are having some incredible machines that are going to be streaming my game to my system. But then I just remember that I said my game. It's not, not going to be my game. No. It's going well, to be Google's game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's all digital media though. That's true. Yeah, all we are doing is purchasing licensing. Yes, yes. we are only licensing the games. And this presents a hundred problems that we will be discussing actually in the next episode. We're going back to physical versus digital. Spoilers. Uh, the very first yeah, yeah, well, a little bit of spoilers, but we're going back to the very first topic next episode because I really want to talk about it again. Whatever it takes. It's a perfect... (laughs) Come on, Katie. It's not out yet. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited. Anywho. uh, So, yes, with the bandwidth problems, with the licensing problems, Katie brought up an an amazing point at the very beginning. Um, You don't have to pay for this. You have to pay for Google's Stadia service, but you don't have to pay anything for the games. You just find it on YouTube and play. Yeah, it's uh, Netflix. Yeah. It's a Netflix yeah, service. so how does it help? I that's where my confusion is because like Netflix pays for the production, they they cover that with a membership fee that users have to pay even more for now. It's true. I'm really mad about it. So, um, 
so like what what is that going to look like for Stadia? Is it going to be a fee that we have to pay every single month? And does that fee then get split between Google and the developers of the games that you're streaming? Or and, and on top of that, how do you split that? Like, how do you how would I then stream Destiny 2 or 3 by that point? Um, and where does that money go? Does some of that money go directly to Bungie? Does it go mostly to Google and then some to Bungie? Does Bungie then have to go into aggressive microtransactions? What happens to publishers? Exactly. Like what happens to publishers? Exactly. But, and then on top of that, then you've also got the issue of like, I don't, (laughs) the, the aggressive microtransactions, which are already aggressive as it is now in this day and age. Um, what if the solution then is to add advertisement to gaming like we messed with so many years ago in the early 2000s? With Mobile gaming has it currently. Exactly. And it's like, really between, bad too. like instead of my ship flying into the next planet, am I going to have to watch a 30 second ad? Like, yeah, what's going to happen? This amazing epic score starts building up and then it's just like cuts to black. And it's like, have uh, you suffered from erectile dysfunction? It's like, oh, you sons of bitches. Oh, at least we know what, you know, wow. marketing is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest one. Anyway, Dan, you were trying to say something. Okay. You were going to get to a point. I'd really like to hear. I'm trying to remember what my point was. Uh, oh, figure I'm it out sorry. real quick while I vamp. Because Katie had a lot of good points. Yeah, and I'd yeah, like no, you to say something about oh, it. So, okay. So, publishers, that was the big thing. Thank you. Um, but, I mean, this does kind of raise the idea of... Um, how publishers are going to be getting paid right. for such a process. Yeah. Um, but if you look at Netflix, they haven't had all of their content on at all times. It goes in in waves. Right. They take things like if they had every single TV show and movie ever. Exactly. If they did a huge library. Exactly. Aww. And it would become impossible to find things. Like, unless you knew exactly what you were looking for, could you imagine going through a library? Of thousands and thousands of TV shows or movies. Well, they should have because they took Fringe off, and I really wanted to restart. It will come back, but I mean that's how they do things. So imagine if Stadia did a similar concept, where you could play a game, but it would be taken off at some point. Therefore, people would actually have to buy it. Big yikes! Because how would they have? Also, we can't have servers that host every game ever made yeah especially not multiplayers yeah so at some point these things would have to either be taken off and if they get taken off but that sort of spits in the face of what we have been going towards which is games as a service yeah uh, at some point maybe we could go down the road because i mean sony does have you know things they have all of their games right posted so it's not impossible but librarying it indexing it doing that kind of thing and licenses, licensing issues with that. If those things happen, what happens to your saves? All of these kind of the concepts. So there still will be a market for people purchasing games. Okay. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of an iffy area because it's all going to come down to how Google handles the situation, handles... Um, right. And it's Google. They might just unveil it, no one uses it, and then they'll drop it and make everyone forget about it. Yeah, it's Google. They don't care. They trial and error anything they want yeah. because they have, they have money to burn on this. Right. But realistically, this is an emerging market where they're showing the technology and what it can do. Yeah. This is going to be the future, yeah. whether we like it or not. It's true. Yeah. It's just a matter of how this actually happens and then what happens to publishers. Because if publishers are no longer needed for this kind of thing, which is actually false because publishers are because that's how things get produced and paid for right just reality that's true. um but right i guess half of public the publishing arm uh half of the publishing arm would be severed you wouldn't need the marketing necessarily because you'd have actual streamers playing it 
and putting it forward. You might need to put a poster up somewhere, but you wouldn't need the television spots and things like that. Yeah, like I mean, it's just the, last, it's, last episode. it's the concept where everyone's like, oh, you know, all physical brick and mortar stores are going out because of Amazon. Yeah. You know, there's a change in the market and that, you know, digital sales are going higher. Yeah. Does not mean physical sales are going down or right. going to be gone at any time soon. Right. Down the line, potentially, as, you know, people grow up with this market as being the status quo. Yeah. And we talk yeah. about marketing and games. Kids these days, that's what they're used to. They're used to playing a phone game and then having a 10-second ad because their parents didn't buy the game. They're, wa- they're playing some free thing. This is yeah. what they've grown up with. Yeah. Us as older gamers, this is like, what the fuck is this? This is this is not, you know, how we yeah. are. I used to I used to put a cartridge into a fucking system and turn it on, and then it worked all the way through, and I didn't have to read an ad. We are the old guard, though. That's the thing. Is like us as ah, back in my day. <laughs> Sorry, our time is changing. My problem is, and I've always had this problem, and it's not just with video games; it's with fucking capitalism in general. We have the money. Kids don't have the money. We have the money. Their yeah. parents have the money. And True. what do the parents spend the money on? Keeping the kid happy. Shutting the kid up. All right. There well, we go, Paul. That Welcome. too. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I mean, people need to stop having kids. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are slowly stopping. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, we'll get there. All right. Um, that's how we change the market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> stop having children. We endanger the human species. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that that's the reality of the market and just kind of how it goes true. is that it will shift and it'll shift to something that we don't necessarily like because we didn't grow up with it. Right. And I mean, it's, it's always, a, it's always necessary for a company to be the first in a market. As long as they have the capital to cover it, Google is definitely going to be the first. I have a feeling that this will come out. It's going to have problems. Not everyone is going to sign on like Google is expecting, or they're probably not well, even I mean, expecting Google that. Google will be the first, but they won't be the only ones. We have Microsoft yeah. kind of We have start. Microsoft already sort of doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of uh, PC services, PC exclusive services that already have been doing this for a year or two. There's yeah. a rumor that Switch may be doing it. Switch may be doing it now as well. On, PlayStation yeah. Now. Yeah. If they double down on that, they can. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just have a feeling that uh, Stadia is going to leave a bitter taste in people's mouths for this. For now. It for depends. Now. It's exactly. going to be the gamer market that's going to it's going to either be like destroyed by Steam or you know EA. Epic. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because um, Epic is doing really well. I haven't reported on Epic in a couple of weeks. It's just going to be a trial well. thing that we're going to see. It's yeah. going to take time. Yeah. yeah. So. Alright, well, that is Buried the Lead, and we will be moving on to our topic right after this amazing skit. It's not new. Deal with it. Booker Catch! Hi, my name is Booker DeWitt. You might know me from Bioshock Infinite, but today I'm here to talk to you about Unectol. Booker! Booker Catch! Thanks, Elizabeth. I have a pretty active lifestyle. Take it. This one here keeps me pretty busy. Booker. So when my doctor told me about my severe rheumatoid arthritis due to repetitive catching of things thrown to me by my friend here. Here, you need this. I got concerned. Booker, catch. But then he told me about Unectol. (laughs) And now I can catch anything this Spitfire can throw at me. Catch. Unectol is a non-habit-forming anti-inflammatory prescription-strength pill for sufferers of rheumatoid arthritis. Some side effects include dizziness upon standing, an inexplicable need to find meaning in the meaningless, hallucinations of cities in the sky or parallel universes, dissociative identity disorder or split personality, dry mouth, and headaches. Some patients experience some or all of the following. Coughing, itchy skin, sudden unexplained tattoos, 
the ability to shoot fire from their hands, the ability to control mechanical objects for a time, auditory hallucinations of horses, and constipation. Booker, catch! Unectol is not for everyone and should not be taken with any other medication or with alcohol. Catch it! If you experience any of these side effects, consult with your doctor immediately as these effects may become permanent. Ask your doctor about Unectol. Take it from me, Zachary Ka, I mean Booker DeWitt. Booker, catch! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for our topic. And our topic is, of course, the get good and the get good mentality. So uh, I found this article. Katie found this article for us, and yeah. it uh, sparked a thought in my brain, and that thought turns now into this topic. Uh, it is get good, the phrase that gamers have been using since the late aughts, I'm sure, um, to express their um, desire for a player specifically uh, to um, acquire uh, skills in a uh, certain uh, game, whether that be a strategy game or a first-person shooter, maybe uh, perhaps a driving game, if you will, or a fighting game. It could be really any kind of game. All right, I'm going to stop that one. Uh, I, was just, I was expecting just a glass of wine to come up. <laughs> and a little cigar. Right, right. Um, it is the flip opposite of the GG uh, emote, and it is the... Uh, well, GG is used tongue-in-cheek a lot of the time. That's that true. Is that's true. Like, right, GG. It could get, GG, bro. It, it can get kind of toxic, for sure. Yeah. Right, I right say now. GG genuinely, so... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah me yeah. too. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's also the... Uh, uh, the thing, the catalyst that usually uh, will get someone to a F. You mean pay respects? Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Don't you mean good, L? Then you die, then you F. Yeah. Or X? Or, or L? Whatever. It's F. You take Every, the L? It's F. No, it it's, is F. It is F. Anyway, uh, He's so. The L. <laughs> <laughs> because Sekiro just came out and mm. because Outward just came out, two games that uh, we have been talking about on this podcast a handful of times. Yes. Uh, Kent and I, who. Sadly, is not here today. I'd love to talk to him about Outward, but um, I've been playing Outward a little bit, so I have some experience in its difficulty. Uh, Dan and Leonard and Kent have all been playing Sekiro, uh, so they're going to be talking about Sekiro. And since Katie brought up the article, Katie is going to be talking about our article. But first, I do want to talk about Outward. Outward is that game that nine people made, roughly. Uh, apparently, it's ten, but anyway. Yeah, um, nine or ten. Nine or ten people. Yeah. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it is a very hardcore simulator. Uh, you're not a dragonborn. You're not the chosen one. You are just a dude with a family debt uh, who needs to fix that and then go outward into hey. the world. Yeah, I said the thing. Um, so it's it's a really cool concept. And the execution is problematic. I have an issue with it. My main issue uh, comes from... A architectural theory. Uh, why I know specifically an architectural theory, I won't get into. But uh, that architectural theory is called hostile architecture. Nerd. I am a nerd. Yes. Uh, it is the reason uh, host hostile architecture is the theory that um, it basically is the reason why park benches have armrests uh, for every person on the park bench. Uh, it is also the reason why um, uh, concrete ledges. And uh, railings downstairs have uh, little bumps on them. Uh, 
that is sort of the two sides of the same coin. On one side, it makes sure that, uh, you know, punk skater kids uh, don't... Uh, 5050 grand. Yeah, five o- it's 50-50, bro, oh. come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and break their necks, uh, and they can sue the, the, the city, and everything would be bad. Uh, and I just realized that if my 15-year-old self heard me say this, he would slap me in the fucking face. Um, but such a square. <laughs> I'm such a square, man. So unswell of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working for the man now. Anyway, so not radical. <laughs> but on the other side of this architectural theory is the armrest thing. That is the reason why homeless people can't sleep on benches is because there's armrests physically stopping them from doing it. So yeah. And outward is a game that is designed exactly like that. It is hostile architecture in its purest digital form. It kicks you in the balls, not because you're not good at it, but just because it wanted to kick you in the balls a little bit. It doesn't know, it doesn't tell you where to go, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, in an open world, you need a compass. You need an arrow pointing you north. I think you just need to get good, Paul. Telling you where to go. It's got to the point where it is such a difficult game in the first 10 minutes that a lot of people have been turning it off and saying, I don't want to play this anymore. And that is not good for a video game to do. Whether or not you are good at the game doesn't matter if half of your audience is saying, I don't want to put the time into getting good when you're just going to fuck me over over and over again. Maybe the game's just not meant for them. Maybe not. But well, it, maybe you should make your game meant for everybody, or at least as many people as you can. So I would argue against that point to the to my last breath. All right. Well. Well. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah. it also comes down to your favorite point, which is money. How do you make money off a game that only a few select people might put the time into getting good with? I mean, that's the problem. Don't mistake my point for money being the driving force for everything to what I want. No. Money is the reality. What I want I is not. But yeah. like the reality is money. Like it's yeah. not like my the closest comparison that I can come up with is Kingdom Come Deliverance. But Kingdom Come has a learning curve that allows Ooh. you to learn. Yeah. Like it gives a, you the tools to learn. It gives you direction. There is it, a quest line in the first 25, 30 minutes of Kingdom Come that's like, hey, we're going to practice swords. Let's go practice swords, buddy. And then we practice swords with wooden swords for a little bit. And they're like, hey, if you want to swing this way, this is how you swing. Yeah. Not an outward. Outward it's, is like, here's the world. Fuck you. And well, like there is appeal in a game like Outward. But at the same time, as someone who... Like, I have a lot of time. I do. Let's be frank. <laughs> but it's a lot of time in two separate days in one week. To play Destiny. To play Destiny, obviously. <laughs> I have to grind all the time. But no, yeah, beyond that, like, it's not even a matter of, like, I have other games I'd rather be playing. It's a matter of I only have so much time on my days off between taking care of my dogs, taking care of my social life, taking care of my house. Like fucking no one else is yeah. uh it's fine they don't listen to the podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> but i don't want to spend four or five of those hours getting angry at a game because it is telling me i suck because it wouldn't tell me how to do a thing that it somehow thinks i should already know which no that's not my job that's your job <laughs> like <laughs> like the one thing that outward does tell you to do is like hey you should probably eat and drink 
Oh, cool. Really? Like, Shit, dude. Yeah. I figured that. You're a survival game. You eat and drink in survival games. You also sleep. Are you going to tell me? Yep. Next tip is to sleep more often. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Well, there how are the fundamentals. How and to play. So uh, to me, I I took Outward and I haven't played it yet. So right. I mean, just to be frank on that, it's that I take it as a game is that is about discovery. Yeah. It's not a game that's about getting to the end and going through this epic journey that follows just this path line, but more is that it's the ability to learn. And, yeah. and this is... And this is why I haven't picked it up because it's the same issue that I'm going to have with Sekiro, which I'll mention in a, in a bit, is that the game is supposed to be a sinkhole for time mm-hmm. and that you go in going, I don't know anything, but by the end of your journey, you know everything because you've invested the time. It's that level of discovery. It's 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 not about the end. It's about the journey in a sense. Yeah. But why would you make the journey so not fun why would you make it so unenjoyable for the first few hours of your impression of this game that like most people are just going to turn it off because like, it's that challenge and that and that i think yeah, it's no. not for us and that's why you know games like dark souls and Sekiro, you know so Sorry, on, on the point of outward being a journey yes it is a hundred percent meant to be a journey the problem is with most journeys you're able to know how to tie your shoes first. You're able to know how to walk first. You're no, able you to know. To, no, we all have to learn those things. Yes, uh, but you, no, uh, you, you're in an environment with mom holding your hands. Like, yes. I'm sorry. Like, you need some kind of help. Tutorial. Like, That's what I'm trying to get at. You need a tutorial. I hate tutorials, but I at least want one to tell me what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get, I get the idea, and it's it's too hands off. In a sense, yeah, and I mean, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all of them—they have a tutorial. That tutorial also designed by a bigger team. That's I true. Mean, there is, That's true. Okay, fine. Yes, all of this has an asterisk next to it because nine or ten people designed this game for yeah. sure. But uh, their tutorial is the first boss that you encounter, which is like three or four minutes into the game. Yeah, and you will die unless you're really, really good at the game already. Then you won't die. But the the, the point is. It's meant to kill you because you're supposed to fail and you're supposed to get used to this failure. And it's supposed to show you, like, check it out, man. You have a couple of things that you can do, a couple of things you can't do yet. Enjoy. Yeah. But uh, so my question is, is the idea that it's supposed to be you're supposed to be getting better at this or you're just supposed to learn this? Like, is getting good, are you meaning getting skilled or just getting experienced? That's actually a really good question. I don't have an answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess it sort of speaks to the broader question of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, Getting good, does that mean that you just need to practice, 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 and do what Katie was suggesting, and take your two days a week that you have time for, and just dedicate them to not playing Destiny, and instead playing this game that's going to kick your ass? That ain't it, Chief. Yeah. (laughs) Can't do it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. Or... Um, is it something that you learn over time and you can take your, you know, uh, you don't have to take all day to learn it. You can actually understand it over time, over a few hundred hours of many, many, many days of playing it. Yeah. And this, yeah. this leads into what I was going to talk about with Sekiro and that, um, it's the exact issue I kind of have with it. Um, Sekiro is a great game. No one will probably much tell you it's a bad game. Right. Um, it's from soft. They basically make only good games. Yeah, but I mean, if we do break it down, and this is my problem with it, and it's the exact same kind of concept 
um, if you understand the the fundamental mechanics of Sekiro, um, generally it's just learn how to parry. You know, instead of dodging and rolling all this stuff, it's parry. Right. So you don't leave the enemy's um, face. You, you you stay very close, and that's the idea. Is because it's supposed to be you are in danger at all times. You're not able to run out of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, fundamentally, it turns into a rock paper scissors game, in that if somebody sweeps, you jump. If they grab, you dodge. If they attack, you parry. Right. And so, okay, rock. Okay, here's paper. Uh, you know, scissors. Okay, here's rock. And it's not so much that I'm getting better at the game. It's just that every time I get into a fight, I have to learn what are the flags, what are the tells for rock or paper or scissors. And then move to another fight, and it's, again, learning right. rock. Okay, right. this shoulder movement means paper. You know, and, and that's the idea. And the funny thing is, is like, yeah, those terms work because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's and not that I'm getting uh, – go ahead. Well, no, what I, what I was going to say is that, like, uh, when you told me that, I was trying to think of, well, isn't that just all games? I mean, isn't all games just boils down to rock, paper, scissors? Um, and essentially, yes – but, uh, like, I was trying to slot something in, say, civilization. If you are realizing that you are going to be losing close to a uh, culture victory, your science victory is not close enough, um, that leads to a certain amount of decision-making that you have to make. You have to go to war with that other uh, culture so that you aren't... Uh, contributing to their victory points. And then you have to, like, make sure that all your processes... like. It's it's checks and balances that you have to check off a list. Basically, it's it's a, it's a spreadsheet. It's a convoluted rock paper scissors. It's a very convoluted rock paper scissors. And, and the same thing can be said with with uh, first person shooters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some games. I guess games have sort of gotten away with this. Overwatch is sort of the outlier in this, but like kind of. There's a tournament play. Uh, right. Right. Um, but yeah, like some some guns uh, are good against ver- versus yeah, other yeah, guns, yeah, yeah. and other guns are better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there there certainly is that. But then there's also the movement and shooting, the slide jump in uh, Apex. Yeah. Uh, the like. So it, it's more of getting good is about being able to make the right decision at the right time. Right. And that is just experience. Yeah, that's just experience. And I, and so what you're saying with Sekiro is a little bit more simplistic. It yeah, it, it's experience, but it is literal experience. It's not that I need to go, okay, my hands know to do this. It's like, okay, you are rock, scissor, paper, paper, rock, scissor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the rhythm game. It's kind of, in the, I mean, granted the attacks can change. Right. It's about understanding and flagging. Yeah. And... I don't have the time to, to memorize it always because okay. you're playing against an AI thing. It's not rewarding for me to go play DDR again, you know? Yeah. It, 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 but playing an online shooter, whether Apex is about making the right decision, going this way or that way because of this instance or that. We to shoot. We yeah, to but shoot. we're all making that decision. Right. That's true. And Sekiro so. is a single-player game, and it's not like Dark Souls... Uh, where you can help other people out or hurt other people or yeah, jump into the world. Yeah, I mean, Dark Souls still suffers from it because it is the roll, dodge, parry, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. It, it, it's the same thing. And FromSoft has sort of started that whole hard genre, and they sort of realize that it is just rock, paper, scissors, but... They change the mechanics with each one. Uh, yeah. Dark Souls was roll-heavy. Um, Bloodborne was very... Uh, I forget. 
counter parry or something I counter played. heavy yeah. and then this one's parry heavy or something okay. yeah right. each one has its own mechanic and there's actually a breakdown on reddit that talks about this theory right right um, and but, i mean this is the exact reason why this whole topic is about um bringing back armored core wait Nope, getting good. Okay. What is, what is Armored Core? Oh, come on. It's a PS2 game. It's a giant mech fighter, and uh-huh. you get to customize your mech, and you get to... Uh-huh. When did it come out? Like, 2004 was the last one, maybe How old were you then? I... I you 48. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're getting at. Armored Core needs to come back. Okay. Um, so, yes, this good get good mentality is an issue. Yeah. Uh, because it... Uh, stifles players getting good because if i see somebody in chat say get good to me the last thing i want to do is get good <laughs> well i think <laughs> so. yeah get good is just it's it is a, a way of just kind of harping on people right right yeah but i don't think a lot of games these days like are actually getting people good uh which is actually what i really wanted to originally talk Please. about was the idea was uh, aim not oh, aim assist is what it's called. Yes, which is basically the um, PC players have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, this but. is the aimbot for console games. I am learning that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not as good at sniping as I thought yeah. I was. And Got it. We've created a generation of gamers who think that they are really good because their hands have been held their whole life. Right. Yeah. Um. The, there's things that establish to make people better than they are. Um, and it's luck, it's, you know, variables that just kind of assist you along the way. Yeah. And they make the game funner. More fun? It's more, more fun. fun. More funner fun. Is not it's fine. Yeah. You're, you were a writer and yeah, there's and funner a was my, you know, my tagline <laughs> the whole time. Um, but <laughs> it's, so it's like, that's great because money. Right. Money. Money. Right. And this is my, my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamers yeah, feel it makes good sense. about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So therefore you appeal to the wider market and you make people happier with the product. But what's the end result for they, a generation of gamers. They get to PC and they realize they weren't as good at sniping as they thought they were. <laughs> yeah, and that, but that's I got a, my favorite sniper with a really good role and I was really bad at it. <laughs> and I had to get good. Yeah, and that that's exactly the thing is when we pander to people to make them feel good. Right. Yeah. When we make games that are like, oh, this is this is it's okay. It's okay. I'll hold your hand. Right. Don't worry. And like y- you get comfortable with that, you don't move beyond it because right, right. the hand holding never lets go. And I, of course, that is a problem. The hand holding needs to be let go. You need to be given complete control over the reins of this wild bronco that you are control. I'm losing. The I metaphor. don't like this. Yeah, anyway. You're just naming things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there is a place for it. Mm-hmm. And um, PC. No, well, what I mean is like uh, the hand holding thing. There's a place for hand holding. And I'm not necessarily saying all single player games, um, but narrative driven single player games, I don't see a problem with having a little bit of hand holding throughout the game. Yeah, no, I mean, everything it's is not going to be everything effective. is in balance. I right. mean, it's, you know, being, uh, we can have a little bit of uh, home help, but right. being homeschooled is a bit, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we can have some assistance, but you can't, you have to let, you have to fail. You have to go and experience yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. And that does bring it back to Katie's metaphor about uh, mom holding your hands when you're trying to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I before I get into my portion, I right. did want to say a shout out to a particular YouTuber whose video videos really helped me. Um, as someone with an anxiety disorder, I get extremely frustrated extremely quickly. 
when it comes to PVP, anything to do with PVP, because I feel like I am so good at PVE. Why am I unable to translate that talent into PVP? Because I've never picked up a game that I wasn't able to get really good at really quickly. But when it comes to fighting other players, all of a sudden I am trash and I get clammy and I get like my heart races and it sucks. And all of a sudden I can't remember how to dodge what's a shadow step. <laughs> how do you throw grenades? <laughs> you are not sweaty enough, Katie. It's I'm not sweaty enough yeah. and I don't know how to use a shotgun as it turns out. Um, oh, you just uh, slide. That's how you do it. Yeah, right, right. You crouch in the corner or you just slide. <laughs> um, but there is a YouTuber yeah. that I like to watch and over the last couple of months watching, rewatching his videos has been extremely helpful for me. His name, name is Cammy Cakes. He is primarily, of course, Destiny 2. Um, he talks more about the enjoyment of game, of the game, of PvP particularly, because that's mainly what he does. Um, but he put, he recently put out a couple of games talking about like, what is really, what is it all really about? Well, it's not about getting good. It's about finding a way to have fun with it. Don't worry about getting good. Worry about enjoying yourself. It is a game. And like, he really drove the point home by being like, I may be good to a lot of you. And I'm, in my opinion, I'm just an average player, but it's because I'm not worried about getting good. I'm not worried about one-upping everybody around me and his video was really really helpful to watch because it was like yeah no if I could find a way to actually just sit down and like enjoy pvp the same way that I can enjoy pve I might get a little bit better I might be able to look at it in a different light I might be able to go in without feeling like I'm gonna weigh everybody down at the end of this game I'm, they were gonna see our scorecard I'm gonna have like nine kills against the guy at the top with 45 like they're going to know I'm garbage and I'm going to be kicked. Um, I will never play destiny again. <laughs> Someone will mass report me right. <laughs> for being so bad. You know, I had a similar situation um, recently with apex. Like I was wondering why in uh, season zero, I was killing, getting kills left and right. And I was doing great. Then when season one hit and all the sweaties come out of their closets and start playing for realsies for monies or whatever, um, <laughs> uh, I was not, I'm not doing well. I am not doing as well as I used to. I don't know what's going on necessarily. It's time but, in the saddle, man. Right. It is time in the saddle, but, yeah. um, one kill, I can't even remember what the guy's name was. It doesn't even matter. One kill really pissed me off. And I was like, this is unacceptable. I worked my ass off to get where I am. I even got two kills before this all happened and you come in and it seems like you, just vaporized everything that I had on me instantaneously. What the hell happened? So I waited and I spectated and what I saw on his screen was that he had like five health left. He was uh, like, he looted me real fast and then he hid not 45 seconds later. He got third partied and wiped. And like, I, it, it took me a second to realize it, but like, the reason I feel like I'm failing is because I felt like they were all succeeding. They were all getting first place. They were all winning. As soon as they killed me, that's when they won. No, no, no. No, 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 no. There's other teams gunning just as hard for them as they did to me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about getting good. It was about putting perspective into what I was already accomplishing. 
Yeah. So yeah. yeah it's not getting good. It, it's actually getting lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, Apex, it is. Apex is a handful of. Uh, it's more than a handful of luck, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will yeah. say for Destiny's PvP, a lot of it has come down to, well, who has the best weapon right now? Who has the best meta? True. Um, they have addressed some of it. I do appreciate them with, for that. Like, and Apex adding... hasn't addressed anything at all, but that's fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, they're so, they're doing yeah. their best to even out the playing field. I have to give them props to that. But for almost two season, three seasons now, we've had the same two hand cannons that can map you and it's horrible right, right. Um, but that said like yeah their range is on it's unacceptable destiny it's has so always much. had the swinging demographic of um the the, the problem yeah 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 i mean as a side note you can cut this if you want but just for reference the two weapons i'm talking about are two hand cannons lunas howl and not forgotten oh and i, I can, just mean like ever, like when i was playing it, yeah no like, this but i mean in this though, instance like, it's not like anybody could get that gun it's not like you have a reliable way to go farm right. it it is you have to go into comp you have to get this many kills you have to all through comp yeah, yeah. so the no, best I, way, so, yeah, no i remember because there were certain hand yeah. cannons that were very much that way that you were only it, pvp drops and you had to play yeah. until you got it and you got to get the right roll and it was Hawkmoon was like that, wasn't it? Uh, Hawkmoon was for a little bit. Then that oh, yeah, when they nerfed um, Thorn. Thorn, yeah, Yeah. right, right. So, Um, so yeah, it's uh, RNG always plays a huge part in uh, any get good conversation. And yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, and that's that is going to be a big big pet peeve. But um, one thing that we as gamers probably aren't noticing, or at least not paying attention to as much as we should is that Get Good can kind of be, I don't want to say triggery, but for lack of a better term, well, problematic. Idea, it, yeah. it is supposed to be triggery. It's just the internet trolling right. in yeah. a single term. Uh, right. But yeah. there does come a point, and this comes from an article called uh, The Physical Glass Ceiling, When the Get Good Mentality Turns Ableist. It was written by Holly Green um, in October of 2017, where she discusses how... Um, you know, the get good mentality is like for most people, it's just like, a, oh, get good, like you idiot, ha, <laughs> yeah. get good. But like joking, like you don't mean it. But for other people, it is serious. Like being good is their entire identity. Right. And it becomes a matter of like, well, I'm good, so you need to get good. Like you lost because you're not good. And it becomes like a, a, a way to really shove it in your face. So when someone calls out, like for me, it's, I think Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten were the two biggest mistakes Destiny Bungie made for Destiny's PvP. And I say that not from a place of, oh, they should just get rid of it. Like, that's unrealistic. That would piss off way too many people. It is, they need to raise the bar, or they need to uh, raise up other weapons, make them more viable against those guns. Like, keep them at their level, but make sure I have a way to fight back. Right. That isn't just shotguns and Wardcliffe Coil and... Right. Hope and a prayer. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it it does become a point where people often forget, and we as able-bodied gamers often forget there is a certain demographic of gamers who need those nerfs, as annoying as they can be, um, not because they want to feel like they can be good or that they just don't, they're, they're lazy, they don't want to get good, but because accessibility is a real issue. Um, I've heard that the Xbox One, that that controller that they made, the adaptive one, is very adaptive good. Controller. Yeah. But it has its shortcomings. Yeah. Of course it does. Course because it, does. it can't do all of the same things you could do. So then how do you balance it out so that those players can experience the same games? And even without PvP in mind, let's look at Wolfenstein 2. Um, 
when you put it on easy mode, which is a fine way to play the game, I think, it mocks you. It makes fun of you. A lot of games do, especially the hardcore ones. Right. It makes fun of you. It teases you for doing it without taking into account, like, first of all, you added this mode, so don't you dare patronize me. <laughs> Second of all, like, if you made it hard enough where someone who maybe can't move as quickly or maybe has a difficult time, like, comprehending instruction vision. Or, or vision, exactly, like, it, it's patronizing and it and it's condescending and it's locking out a certain player base who maybe they just don't want to put in that effort or maybe they can't do those things. Maybe they can't fire. Maybe they need that aim assist because it's hard to, first of all, with a controller, it will never be as precise as a mouse anyway. Nope. So you need that. No matter how many yeah, gory I, tech Mark IIs you buy. <laughs> I, I just need like a tighter analog, just something <laughs> that gives me a little more resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all. Awesome. Yeah, I get it. But, but yeah, like there, there comes a place or there comes a time where you have to step back and you have to think like, would it really hurt the quote unquote integrity of the game to add an easier mode to allow the games to have nerfed options to make sure that everyone has an equal playing field? And that said, it's... it's or at least a challenging one. Yeah, yeah, like something, something so that people who aren't as advantagers privileged as us are able to experience and enjoy the same games that we play. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to equate at all my struggle with any other disabled gamer for sure. It's but still a valid one. Though. I'm colorblind, uh, as we've made fun of multiple times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have and never. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's, it's totally fine. Anyway, um, my problem is in Apex. I cannot tell the difference between the blue and the purple level two and level three, respectively, gear. So I have to ping it every single time so that I hear what they say. I'm is it so going to use this to my advantage. Or level three. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But what's annoying is that that is two to three seconds that I... That's added time. That's right? added time. It's that hard I, to get good. Yeah. When you have to add a few seconds. To yeah. Your, your and and what's even weirder is, uh, you know, the colorblind people out there will know. Uh, my brain still tries to figure it out. Still tries to say, is that blue or purple? I want to, in my heart of hearts, I want to ignore the color completely and just ping so that I know. But my brain is like, wait a minute. We can figure this out. Don't ping it. Don't ping it. I got Don't this. Ping I it. got this. Yeah. Okay, ping it. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's it's a problem. Um, and, yeah, it's a couple seconds. Fine. But it's something. Yeah, no, I can't I mean, play Metal Gear Solid 3 because the camouflage in that game actually super duper works for me. <laughs> and it's really messed up. That's I can't nice. actually see That's a really anything. good game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a really, I had yeah. to watch a Let's Play on YouTube so I could figure out the story yeah, going into 4 really and... Yeah. yeah, but I mean, and that's uh, that. Those are things. Those are issues that they're slowly kind of trying to figure out with right. colorblind modes. Right. The problem with other people with other, you know, uh, real quick, real quick, colorblind mode. Just put red, red, green, blue, green, other. Don't try and use the scientific terminology. Not even the colorblind know those terms. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Uh, is I think just you it's exactly it's that though it's figuring out you know things that help because we have people we have gamers of all different you know we do differentiations so everybody has different issues that they're going to be handling so how do you you know equate for that yeah I think that's kind of the issue it's like you can do you can only do so much just to kind of I mean, there is one perfect example of how a company went above and beyond to um, 
to kind of cater to those needs, and that is Moss, weirdly enough. Right. They had Moss um, use sign language, American sign language, to communicate with the player, and that is fan-fucking-tastic. That's amazing. Even as someone who's not... I mean, I'm a little hard of hearing. It might just be selective hearing, but it's fine. Only works with Paul. Um, Okay. I'm sorry, did you say something? Um, But... uh, but still, like the thought that someone who is like very hard of hearing or has no hearing at all can enjoy a game like Moss to that extent that a company went out of their way to program this character to be able to speak to them to what is frankly a small demographic of people is that is animating amazing. hands. It's amazing. Yeah, which, it's I mean, it's yeah. beautifully Oof. complicated. I mean, yeah, no, as someone who actually studied sign language, oh hey, yeah, um, like. That is, I mean, we have subtitles and stuff, yeah. so there are yeah. things that people do. But this is, yeah, it's a prime example of somebody going, you know what, we're not just going to sugarcoat this or, you know, blow over it. We're going to actually create something that immerses you because yeah. this is the language you speak. Yeah. And right. on the flip side, you have games like Spyro the Dragon that didn't have subtitles. Yeah, which makes no sense. Which was yeah. stupid. That was a bad it. idea. Yeah, it's like the easiest that. thing in the world to do. Yeah. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like, go online, every movie, someone's made a subtitle for it themselves. Yeah. YouTube allows you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you have automated things. There's automated. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say. Like, there's, there's things. Yeah, yeah, something. Come yeah. on. So, anyway. And uh, there's, uh, I know it's it's a movie and not, not a video game, but Baby Driver, uh, apparently the entire thing has a, uh, like, uh, 4,000 hertz sound in the background. And the only time you hear it is when he takes his headphones off because he has tinnitus and I have tinnitus and it's sort of like that. That's why I constantly have headphones in or something like that. Some, some sound. So it drowns out the, the sound the of tinnitus. And yeah. so in the movie, they added this sound that no one's going to notice uh, until the music cuts out. Anyway, yeah. uh, Film Joy. Go watch a Film Joy YouTube channel on Baby Driver. It's fantastic. We are going to cut the conversation there. Uh, we will definitely be coming back to this because this is something that it it is a broader topic than what it seems to be. And that's sort of our bread and butter. That's sort of where yeah, we... Which is the joy of podcasts. It's the joy of having these conversations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so uh, I added Podbean to the places that you can find us. So if you have a Podbean account, which is free, unless you want to get the premium thing, um, you can go find us on Podbean or uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, uh, I'm working on Slack. Slack is being a little bitch right now. <laughs> um, but more importantly, you can find us on Anchor. Anchor is where you want to find us. Because That's where then, we are anchored. Yeah, it's our anchor. Then you can also click the donate $1 a month button and you can give us a dollar a month, 99 cents actually, less than a dollar, one penny less than a dollar. So it's a deal or something. Um, Anyway, (laughs) you can give us a little bit of money and we can grow and we can become bigger and better and even greater than what we already are. We appreciate every single listener that listens every week or when they can, because whatever, fuck it. It's a podcast. Who cares? Can we say like the donations on sale for 99 cents? It's on sale. There it is. That's great. Jesus, that's dumb. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you're on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you with the joke. Uh, do I have to say anything else? Oh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. I never use Facebook. There, we have an Instagram, evidently, uh, that Leonard is, I'm trying to talk into using more often. And uh, most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at the NPC Pod. And uh, we're usually on there. That's usually where Give we can take, find yeah. us. Uh, also, Silver Tongue. Thank you, Silver Tongue. Uh, that's great. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Without any further ado, I'm going to say the one thing that I say every single episode. All right, bye, guys. Out. Until next game, everybody. Until next game. Burp! Silver Tongue Audio. Have you ever used a mouse left handed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I cannot do it. It's not that hard. It's a little weird, but No, yeah. like no. No. My left hand is is not meant for that. Yeah, aiming is rough, but I can move. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Do they make left-handed like yeah. little keyboards? I'm sure they do. No, they just expect you to just slide the, the mouse over to your left hand. Oh. And apparently, like only f like three percent of computer users uh, use their left dominant hand uh, to use the mouse. Usually, left-handed people just use the right hand, and they become ambidextrous. They become ambidextrous for keyboard and mouse. They adapt. They adapt and survive. I'm sure they have left-handed mice. Mices? Well, I mean, uh, there's a setting in Windows. You just well, say left-handed so you the, can flip yeah. the left and right click. Well, no, just flip the it's the hotkeys. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I'm sure I bet not. the pros would have one. We're recording this. I don't know why. Because this is quality content. Quality content. Yeah. <laughs> this will be on the back behind-the-scenes footage. <laughs> I might slap it in on the end. Yeah. My favorite type of men is ramen. And with that, we're going to get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we just leave that in? <laughs> yes. Uh...